What's up, girlfriends? Welcome back for episode nine of Shameless Ambition, the podcast. I'm Lindsay Dalen. I'm Justine Eno. And this is a very, very special episode. We are here with some very exciting news that um, I'm just so excited to talk about with my heart's racing. Yeah, like, 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 I'm not, I know what, over the end. I know what, the journey into entrepreneurship is not linear and it looks different for everybody. And as women, we face a very unique set of challenges that I think, you know, there it deserves a larger conversation around. And in the spirit of shameless ambition and all of the goals that we have ahead of us, we have had to make some pivots in our conversations lately, right? <laughs> like there has been yeah. some big, big news that has affected our plans, but all the most wonderful, exciting things. And I just can't wait for 2024 and what it's going to bring for us and for our families mm-hmm. and our girlfriend, Justine, has some really big news to share with you this week. So I'm just yeah. going to let her take it away. I'm pregnant. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's like a way to lead into that. So yeah, we're expecting baby Eno number three in yes. June. Yeah, this is so exciting. Yeah. It's like, oh man, it, this baby <laughs> is already so loved and you're not finding out, right? No. Yeah. No, we're not, which is different. So um, we're, we're going to dive right into all the story, but... Um, we're doing things completely different. Everything that we haven't done or did do before, we're kind of trying to do a new experience um, this time. So we found out with both of our girls that they were girls and now we're just going to wait. It's going to be so exciting. And like, yeah. I mean, either way, this baby, like I said, is already so loved and is just going to be the most beautiful addition to your already so beautiful family yeah. and like a little mini tie rolling around oh my gosh yeah flipping cute like the world needs that <laughs> so um, i agree um yeah yeah it's exciting it's been um so this will be yeah 12 weeks i was on sunday mm-hmm. um so we're going almost into the 13th week now and um it's been a journey yeah it sure has yeah been. Yeah. yeah it's been yeah <laughs> well i mean here's the thing that's so important for us to talk about on this episode because and you and i had a conversation about it earlier hmm. that it is important to share because in all honesty how did you feel when you found out not great <laughs> so um yeah not great at all actually um so i was adamant with tyler that i was not going to get pregnant um, for sure, until we were back from Mexico in January, yeah, because one of my best friends is getting married, and I'm in her wedding, and it's just like we had some plans for Mexico, yeah, like a kid free trip. So, um, I actually didn't even know if I wanted a third. Uh, it was like on the fence for me, and my husband was like, "Yeah, let's have a third and but patient with me of like yeah. making that decision. And um, so I was like, okay, we're just just not gonna get pregnant until after Mallory's wedding if that's what we decide to do. And I should have known, like, putting it out there into the universe that I didn't want it. So I had that it was probably going to happen, but that's okay. Um, So, yeah, I found out I was pregnant. Oh, it would have been eight weeks ago. Yeah. Nine weeks ago now. Yeah. And she's been fooling you on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I've been, like, (laughs) non-alcoholic beers and all the things. All the things. We started out in, like, week one and two with actual mimosas. So I think, like, we did the podcast with Shannon. Yeah. And we drank mimosas. And I got went home. And I got so sick. Like, (laughs) I shouldn't have been puking drunk. But I was 
very like yeah. well, I was so sick and I was like what's wrong like I literally I, drank way more than this in my for entire sure. life and I was not okay yeah but it was I stopped drinking after that because then I found out I think maybe that weekend or the I feel like it might have been that weekend yeah, yeah that I was pregnant so yeah. that was the last one with our friendship <laughs> but anyway yeah so um I found out I was pregnant and I knew I was probably like only three or four weeks <laughs> and yeah water <laughs> um but uh I actually uh yeah, so I didn't think I was. And it was actually funny that uh, our nanny, I was like telling her that I was having night sweats. And she's like, oh, I think you're pregnant. And I was like, no, 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 Angie, what are you talking about? Yeah. And uh, so I just took a pregnancy test to just ease my mind. It was the weekend before my birthday. Or sorry, the week before my birthday. That's right. I should have waited. Yeah. But anyway. um, Yeah. Side note, if you're waiting to dang, wait just a couple of days for your birthday <laughs> to pass. <laughs> but anyway, um. Yeah, so I took the test and uh, I actually put it in my sweater pocket and I forgot it was there for like an hour. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, the pregnancy test is in my pocket. And I took it out and it said yes. And I was instantly shocked. Like, not the good kind of like, yeah, it was like throat in my ass. Oh, like, this is not wise. No, 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 no. And poor Tyler was taking a nap. And I just walked, walked it, walked into the room, like opened the door, guns a blazing, and chucked the pregnancy test at his head. And I was like, excuse my language, but I was like, I'm fucking pregnant. And he was like, so excited. And then I was like, I don't want to be. And then he was like, oh shit, we have a bigger, like a bigger conversation to have. Like, yes. you know. Um, and so honestly, like those next two days, I was like a four-year-old. Hi, uh, Andrew. You were pretty emotional those few days. I mean, obviously, yeah. you filled me in right away, and we had some big conversations. And one of your greatest fears in that moment was losing everything that we were working towards. Yeah. It was just like so crazy to have those conversations with you about how you were terrified that all of our dreams still weren't going to come true. Because yeah. I mean, I knew instantly that, like, okay, this is a pivot for sure. However, a beautiful pivot that I'm so much more than happy to make with you. And but it was just this like massive reality check for you that now all of a sudden the next year of your life looked totally different than what you had planned. Like really like the next like for sure year and a half. Well, the rest of your life. Of course. For like, really yeah. like I feel like it's not even just like that pregnancy. It's like the nine months change through pregnancy. But then I feel like almost like the next six to 12 months from there are right. like drastically different as well because totally. you're trying to find whether you're a first-time mom or a multi-kid multi, multi -kid mom you're still trying to find your new groove and a postpartum and all the things are kicking in so you're just trying to find these like new ways to be um and I I was so upset because I just felt like every single time in my life I started to make some headway for myself or in my career or in my ambitions or anything it's like all of a sudden it's like oh, pregnant right and it's like okay like you still want to give it your all and you still want to do everything you plan but you just sometimes cannot and that's just the reality that you have to face of like yeah so being an ambitious woman who wants to have a family like that's just yeah. a byproduct of being a woman and having children is that like there's just no way around it like your body and your life is about to go through something 
massive. Yeah. Unbelievably massive. Not lying, really. For right? A little while. It's yeah. just like there's no way around it that like at some point you have to slow down. At some point you have to pump the brakes. At some point you have to take that back seat and just accept that like that's where you're at in life and like this is what you want. But it's like that's got to be so hard to process. It's a grief. It, for it's, sure. It's literally like a grief of everything you thought you had planned not even in concrete but just like a rough plan of your next you know year year and a half is just like oh okay all of a sudden it just looks dramatically different yeah and that's hard and um my husband was so he received it really well like my feelings mm -hmm. to it um he received them really really well and um obviously he's like if I could do this I would like you know like uh, yeah he definitely understands that portion of it but I don't think you can ex understand it unless you've lived it. Like, it's one of those things that shows really have to, um, you have to go through. And it's so tough, the duality, right, of, like, being excited to to start this next journey. But then, like, you're, you almost feel like you're leaving something behind or you're, like, now having to con kind of, like, grow into a new person. Right. And though I thought I was done not growing, but like I was the person I wanted to be. But right. now all of a sudden it's like, okay, I like we have to re-identify again because life's changing. And yeah. so, yeah, it it took me a while. It took me a while to get excited. And I'm okay to say that. I've definitely had the healthy conversations with people about it. I've, I just wasn't excited. I was sad and I was scared and angry. Yeah. I mean, I really appreciate your vulnerability in saying that because I think that a lot of times women are afraid to say that when they do get pregnant and they don't they aren't necessarily excited right off yeah. that but the reason they're not they don't want to talk about it is because it is such a struggle for so many oh, in my life yes you know we I don't think anybody is naive to the fact that so many women go through struggles with fertility and getting pregnant so the the shame and the guilt that you would feel in that moment of just like being pregnant but really not wanting to be has to be just such an unbelievable load there's so many feelings right it, yeah like no matter what you feel there's always like another feeling that comes along with it i find <laughs> especially in these scenarios and you know you said it and i think we've had that conversation when i first told you i was pregnant it's like uh, like what do i do like this is such a gift I understand that it's a gift and um, the more time I've sat with it, I'm like, okay, Justine, like, let's not be naive and think we get to pick the timing of these things. We don't. We'd like to think we do, but we really don't get to pick right. the timing of them. So um, it is a gift and I am so grateful for that gift. And But it is hard to sit in the space of being like, okay, maybe I don't want this or maybe I'm not excited and maybe I'm really upset about it. But then you're also sitting there thinking of friends or family or just people you know of that have struggled to have children. And you're like, what am I doing? Like, right. But you have to also understand that you can still have sympathy and empathy for someone going through those struggles and still have 100 percent validation. And I'm so feeling like, you know, there's not a comparison at all. And um, each person has their own story and journey. Right. So. But yeah, all the feelings come. Yeah, it was definitely a roller coaster for those first couple of weeks for you. And just. We that was so excited for my birthday. Like, and that anyone who like knew I were excited for your birthday. You, I'm yeah. so excited. And then everyone texts me like, what'd you do for your birthday? I'm like, nothing. Nothing. Got takeout, hung out. I literally did. I was like, Lindsay's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, nothing. No, nope. I don't want to see anybody because I literally, I asked Tyler, I was like, I need you to pretend like we don't know. 
yeah. I'm pregnant. Like, obviously, I wasn't drinking or doing anything um, like that. But I'm like, mentally, I, I need to be alone with it. Like, yeah. I, I, I just need to sit with it. I need to process it. I need to cry or be happy and just whatever I needed to feel in the moment I needed to go through to come out the other side and feel like, okay, I actually am excited for being now and like, I'm okay. And I went through that whole process, but yeah. Well, having a baby is literally the ultimate responsibility in life. Like it is life-changing in astronomical ways. And any person who's ever had a child can relate to that. And it's just like the way it changes everything about how you function and what you do and your routines and just like your what you have enough energy and time to give to is wild. And so for ambitious women such as ourselves, like you are, it's just you have to you start thinking about your future in a different way of like, okay, well, how am I going to do all these things now? But that was the best part about those two weeks of you kind of like processing all of this is that we had all those conversations. And we worked through the fact that you can still do all of those things. Yeah. You know, the timeline just looks a little bit different. Yes, it does. And it's just um, accepting that, right? Like of just being like, we'll still get there. It just might look a little different. And um, that's okay. I guess the struggle is time, right? Like we've I've talked about time before of like money isn't really our currency. Time is right. And um, that's the most valuable thing. So I feel like every kid you add you have less time for yourself, right? Because you're giving more of your time now to another being, which is beautiful and it's great. And I'm so thankful to do it. But in that other mindset, you're thinking like, okay, I already have like this much time for myself. Yeah. Now it's going to look like this. How do I still get everything I wanted to achieve done in like half the time? Or do you know what I mean? Like, or does it just lengthen out in time or whatever that looks like, right? So um, just reaching in the plan. Well, and I think it'll just come down to just maximizing the time, right? Where it's just like, instead of, you know, spending time necessarily just hanging out, having thoughts and conversations, it's we sit down and have much more focus dialed, yeah. you know, time spent when together we're kids. when yeah. we're not with the kids. Exactly. And thankfully, you do have a wonderful nanny and tons of help and love. And your older daughter is going to be so much more helpful with Aspen. Yeah. And it's just like, it really will be just a beautiful new routine and style and time in your life, right? And yeah, I have heard though that like the jump from one to two is like that's crazy. Yeah, but the jump from two to three is like super easy. Yeah, I've also heard that. Yeah, right. people are just like just lean full into it. So I'm going full in. I might have to do some work on like felt to not need my house clean because that's like a personal thing for me that I think I just like you know with three kids and I just need to let go but there's things I also think though that like cleaning is therapeutic for you like you actually just kind of love just buzzing around your house keeping it tidy and clean and just like reorganizing your stuff I don't know anybody who organizes (laughs) her house more than Justine does I got inspired the other day to like read my bookshelf and like I was thinking (laughs) these the whole time and even like walked into her office day I was like oh you moved your desk away from the wall a little bit like like two inches I don't like maybe a little I'm like you definitely (laughs) yeah just crazy I never move stuff around my house I I know if you get bored in your space and you're like frugal and you don't want to go buy new furniture or decor all the time just move it around that's actually excellent advice yeah because I do feel like it makes such a huge difference and even just updating photos and frames, like, doesn't that always feel so good? Yeah. Like, 
100%. Well, now you're going to have to update your whole family collage wall. Literally just did family photos because I was like, oh, Aspen doesn't even look like herself because she was a newborn. So we're like, okay, perfect timing. And literally did our family photos. And I think like two and a half weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. I was like, are you kidding? Like, I could have just waited for this bean to pop out. Oh, and then, you know what, though? You got to just do them every fall. I'm all family photos. Yeah. It's a thing. I've been doing them for 10 years. Yeah. Actually, I did miss last year. What were we doing? We just didn't do them. I just didn't do them. Well, to be honest, I was in such a you like. You boycotted Christmas cards last year. I you? No, I didn't boycott them. I was just in such a crazy, weird state yeah. last year that, like, you I didn't just, them. like, yeah, I just didn't get them. And I regret that now because it's just like now there's a gap because the eight years prior to that, I had done fall family photos. You just do like a mock fall 2022. If I hate it, <laughs> Look younger, girls. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, oh, but honestly, babe, it's going to be so cool to welcome this new little person into our tribe and into the world. And, and you know, it's just it's all part of the journey. And I feel so grateful to be able to be here with you through it and to just love this little being. And you're an amazing mom. So it just. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. So it still feels quite like <laughs> surreal to me sometimes. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> or just Aww. see my belly and be like, oh, there's, there's a baby in there. Um, it still feels a little surreal to me in moments. And sometimes I still like have a moment where I have to like sit back and I feel the FOMO oh, and no. you have to just like work through it. Um, I do know <laughs> that this will be my last baby. Yes. Um, I am like, t- at least pinky swore. And that in my house means business. Right. I know it does. Yeah. Yeah. So this will be our last baby. And I do find a lot of comfort honestly in that like what a beautiful bliss every day that goes by you're one day closer to being done forever i thought that this morning yeah i'm like like last ish week of morning sickness you know or like last little bit of morning sickness and last little bit of being tired and so it is nice to know that and it's nice to um i I, once you're a second time mom so after you went through that first you kind of know that like the sleepless night end (laughs) Yeah. Um, the screaming fits end. You know that there is an expiration date to all of those traumatic things um, and that they don't stay that way for forever. Whereas when you're in your first, you're like, is this going to last? It forever? feels like eternity. Yeah. yeah. So you do have that solace, I can say. And after having like a second, um, what I'm finding I'm really having in the third and knowing again, like I said, it's my last is just being like, all right. Yeah. So there's going to be like, hopefully like three months or less of not sleeping but that's it yeah then i'm done yeah you know except for those exceptional nights or you know whatever when you're just in or, mom mode the yeah. kids are sick yeah whatever it is but yeah. like i know that each phase whereas with aspen i knew that the phase would end but now i know with this baby it's that the it ends yeah 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 um and maybe soak them in a little bit more like yeah. maybe i'll find myself a little bit more patient yeah knowing that this will be the last time I get to experience it. It'll be the last time I feel the baby kick inside. Right. And the last time I breastfeed and those things. So maybe I'll find a little bit more to cherish in it, knowing that as well. But I honestly definitely can recall rocking Maisie in the middle of the night, you know, after she'd been diagnosed with diabetes, feeding her a bubba, like changing her little bum and just having the longest what felt like sleepless nights 
forever and just staring at her sweet little face and remembering like i will never have this moment again yeah like it's it will be gone we knew she was our last we were never having more kids and so for me like knowing that it was my last i i did really feel that yeah and i know you will too and I mean, to be honest, I would love if you would just touch on your experience with Aspen and how you felt after having her. Yeah. And just your headspace because you did struggle with postpartum and it was, you know, a pretty incredible ride for you. So how do you feel like you're mentally gearing up for baby number three? Yeah. So dial it back a little bit. Um, Aria. I was never, and this is funny because you know me only now. You didn't know me before kids. So um, I was like not in, I know you don't care to throw this word around, but I was never a high anxiety person mm-hmm. before after Aria. And then I had Aria and I got this like waves of anxiety. I would have like night terrors of her dying and just like vividly see it. So then I wasn't sleeping even when I could sleep because I was like, I don't want to see that. And it was just like so much before I'd go into Walmart with her, I would have to have like an escape plan in my head in case someone came into like terrorize walmart oh, wow. like which who would do that but like i had unless i had that plan i wouldn't go in or i'd be sitting in our front room breastfeeding aria and i think people would like drive by and do a shooting and i'm like we don't live in like harlem like <laughs> or wherever you know like we live in like a that's not gonna happen yeah so but it was just like so much anxiety but other than that i was pretty great with aria um we then fast forward to aspen and I had a home birth, and which was completely different than with Aria. And I felt, soon as she came out, this instant, like, grizzly bear mom Aww. feeling was Aspen. And I was like, I didn't even want Tyler to hold her. Yeah. The guy was like, no, Aww. she's mine. Yeah. And I was very vocal about it. Whereas with Aria, I don't know, as a first-time mom, if I would have been. Um, but yeah, like, I had my mom come up right away, and I was really excited to see her, but I didn't I wanted her there but I didn't and then my dad and my stepmom came and I was like again I wanted them there for me so bad but I didn't like I wanted everybody to leave I wanted to be left alone um my postpartum with Aspen was silent to a lot of people and I've talked about it more now being pregnant because I'm scared obviously to go through postpartum again um so I've opened up the conversation with my friends and family a little bit more but my response from all of them is like you didn't I didn't know um and it's like not that I was hiding it I just don't think that it was like so visible for everyone to see it was such a mental thing for me um it was just dark and I think that a lot of it had to do with being up here and like you and I were just becoming like I didn't understand that yeah we weren't as close as we are now when I first had Aspen like we we just we talked about that like when our closeness really came in of course we were close but not this close um I felt I felt so alone and um like I didn't have Angie which is our nanny um Tyler was working all the time and obviously I had Lynn's but you were building your empire and like all of her dreams she was doing her own thing and I again from the exterior seemed okay um I just sat in it day and day and day and alone and Aspen was not a sleeper. She was cried and it was just, it was dark. And there were so many days that I just wanted to leave. I was like, cool, I'm just going to, I'm going to go. And Tyler's got this. Angie's got this. I, I'm just going to go because 
I'm not doing okay. And um, it got better. I got help. I did. Like I, I called in support. Um, I definitely realized that um, I needed to let go with Aspen a little bit. I needed to like let other people in. Um, and I needed time for myself. So when we lived in central Alberta, we were so grown, fortunate for our grandparents yeah. to take Aria whenever. And we, of course, moved up here and we had nobody to take our kids. Um, mine is like, of course, we have the daycare um, that Lindsay recommended, but I just wasn't comfortable leaving Aspen that little there because I didn't know them that well. Um, so, yeah, we we're like, what are, what are we going to do? And um we found Angie and she's again a unicorn. She's like I me. Like, I don't I don't know how we crossed paths, but we did. And it was a meant to be type it was. situation. Yeah. It was. And um honestly, she was like a game changer. And she just originally started coming, I think it was like t- once or twice a week. And then I was like, okay, how about three times? <laughs> but um to be able for her to come in and just me be able to shower or nap or go for lunch with Len things yeah. with you or just get out and do things it was um a game changer for my mental health but then I again went through this different thing I'd never felt before of like Aspen's gonna love Angie more than me oh and she's raising my you had like a pretty solid like yeah jealous stage yeah. there where like it was he had big talks about that because yeah yeah because shameless happened and that's like right around I think when Angie started and she was with Aspen lots or a lot. Yeah. And yeah. then I went to Phoenix to see that. So it was like, I was like, I think Aspen was only like a couple months old. Yeah. And you left on the Sunday. You flew out on the Sunday after Shane left. Yeah. That's right. Because dad was getting surgery. So we walked, you know, my sister went down to see him and um, she, I came home. So when I left, she was saying, mom. And she like knew who I was. And when I came home, she didn't. I like, honestly, I know she knew who I was, but she could care less and like didn't want me, just wanted Tyler, wanted Angie. And it lasted for like two months, maybe. It was rough. And I was like, what did I just do? Like, did I? And then this whole other part of like emotions and guilt comes in of like, did I just put myself too far first that I lost my relationship with my daughter? Like, I can't get that back. Right. So it was just like these feelings of like, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. So if I like surrender into this full motherhood, I lose me. But if I use this other option, I feel like I'm losing her. Right. And so I was like, how do I win? <laughs> like, I just, I didn't know how to win. And um, vulnerability is key. Because I sat and had a really vulnerable conversation with Angie. And I was just like, hey, like, I don't know how to say this, but I'm scared my baby loves you more than me <laughs> and we had a really vulnerable conversation and angie has um a child of her own and they're very very close so she gets it she definitely gets it and she sat and she gave me the reassurance that like i will love your children but they're i'm never going to be their mom and if they ever get you know like if aspen ever calls me mom or like i will be the first to correct her and anybody in public and she's like I'm just here for you you know and that changed everything that day Angie and I had that really honest conversation about how I was feeling it changed everything um and now I look at it more of like Aspen gets like a bonus mom (laughs) you know like because I mean obviously Angie also looks after Aria and Aria adores her but they get this extra woman 
to love and support them. That's right. And I have to, I had to really, it took a while, but I had to wrap my head around it's not less, it's more. Oh my gosh, bud. Watching you go through this whole journey with Angie and like, you know, for the background information, from the day I first met you, you were pregnant. I will. Oh, yeah. Sure. I, I didn't know I was pregnant, though. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, you were pregnant then. And yeah. so for the first nine months of our friendship, you were pregnant. And like, that was all I knew of you. Yeah. And so I didn't really understand the signs of what you were going through at that time. But I did see that you needed help, especially being new to Grand Prairie yeah. and being new to the city and not having that family around. I was so thankful when you said that you guys had got Angie into your lives. And she really has stepped in in this wonderful, beautiful way so that you can, you know, go out and be the best version of yourself in a way that allows you to be the best mom. Because, yeah. you know, the happier you are, the happier your kids are. 100%, right? Yeah. I'm like, we've talked about it so many times of like, I know I made the joke on here of like, when you were doing Shameless and your kids are like, mom, you're bigger than the prime minister. But they do. <laughs> when we chase our dreams and our ambitions, like, they look up to us they, they see that and I've said to you we've had the conversation so many times of like I hope that if there's anything Aria and Aspen can look and be can look back and see and your girls is like it's okay for them to have a family but it's okay for them to not lose themselves and for them to still have dreams and passions and goals and girls trips and all the things despite having children like you can do both and it's it's hard but you can um you just got to have the right mindset and a community around you that supports you absolutely and it's like when you told me that you were pregnant we had you know we'd been on a high of all the conversations we were having about our dreams and our goals together and just like making big plans and when you told me like my instant reaction was like this is fine this is so fine. Like, this is totally okay. Obviously, it was like, okay, that changes things. But um, I had a really special moment with Tyler in your kitchen after you guys found out. And I, it really just solidified who this man is, you know, to me and how I view him as your husband and the father of your children, because he pulled me aside and said, I know that Justine shared some special news with you. And I want you to know that you know, regardless of, of the new baby and, and how this changes our life, I'm going to be here to support you girls and to support Shameless Ambition and to support the podcast and your dreams and everything that you girls want to do. And he immediately got to work on the podcast studio for us. And it's just like, it just goes to show that like when you do have that right community and those right people around you, it just like you all just move together and you grow together. And it's just nothing about having this new baby in our lives changes any of our ambitions or our dreams because I love you so much and I love your family so much and like this is like our new baby I know (laughs) well and you know like you said it too right it's it's um it's hard but it's having the right community around you and like knowing that vulnerability is key like honestly if there's anything I've always said the last couple of years I shouldn't say it always so since yoga really vulnerability has been so huge in my life and I know that we're all growing and I need to still be more vulnerable I'm a pretty vulnerable person but sometimes I hold things back so 
in order to get what you need from your community or your best friends or your partners, you have to be vulnerable enough to authentically communicate what you need. To say it. Like, yeah. do. And it yeah. can't be like Tyler coming home and being like, why are you sad, Justine? And be like, oh, Aspen cried all day. I need to like be like, I'm sad because I feel like a shitty mom or whatever it is and like go and dial it in yeah. of like specific and be like, I know it's probably not true in your mind, but like the story I'm telling myself and I'm believing it. Like, this is where I'm at. You need to be so real with it. So when I was told Tyler I was pregnant, we go through the emotions and he's like, what are you scared of? I'm like, I'm scared of losing Lindsay because we've built so much of our friendship. I can be we're so close on every level. But so much of it is on our dreams. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what if she doesn't want to dream with me anymore because <laughs> I'm having a baby? And then, you know, so I tell him all these things, but I tell them in the rawness of them because if I don't, he can't help me properly. Gotcha. And I have, and even if it sounds stupid and it's like, oh, I, they're going to think I'm stupid for saying this. You just have to because um, you're not going to get the help you need unless you're like vulnerable with it. People don't know what they don't know. And it yeah. honestly killed me that that thought ever even crossed your mind that you would lose me and our dreams because it just like, oh, girlfriend, I'm so beyond elated for you and your family. And I know how much, even though you didn't initially yeah, really get excited about this pregnancy, like Tyler has dreamt of this his whole life. Oh my gosh. This is just the pinnacle of of his life, he loves being a dad. He hid a moment. I told him, I was like, "Can can be excited now." I'm like, "I'm not excited yet, but I'm not. But, can be but I'm not like sad and angry about it. I'm somewhere in between, but you can be excited now." And you, I honestly think he jumped in the air, <laughs> like he was like, "Hey!" And then uh, I was like, "Okay, you can tell like corporate, like the people high management he works with, right? That like might need to know why he's being a little cray cray because yeah, whatever." He might as well have sent a company-wide email. <laughs> like, I'm sure, did he? In teams, like, the whole news and announcements? I don't know. Like, just, I didn't see anything in Bulletin alerts. Exactly. Like, he was super excited. So, well, And, you know, that is just literally one of the most beautiful things to witness in life, <laughs> though, is, like, just this man so excited to be a dad again. Like, and, uh, like I said, he's an amazing dad, and... You guys raise beautiful, wonderful kids. And so this is just another awesome contribution to society that you guys get to make. He is a great dad. He's a great He's dad. a really, yeah, he is a wonderful, wonderful dad. And I'm so grateful. Uh, yeah, I am very grateful for everything like he does in in pulling his weight in that sense. So that is, it is good. And yeah, it'll, it'll be great. And he promised that he'd do the watermelon challenge this time. Oh, right. Where yeah. it's like he straps on a watermelon yeah. on his belly. And yeah. antelopes. Yeah. There we go. Oh, that'll be all day, guys. I'm going to thank him. Yeah. I'm going to such great well, harbor. follow him all day. Exactly. Work. It's to work, on a lunch meeting, to the bathroom. bathroom. Exactly. You're going to have to sit and then get back up. Get those quads ready. Yeah. Guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like start to finish. Day. Shower. Shower to bed. Well, well I mean, he'll do it because it'll be so good. It'll be hilarious. It'll be hilarious. That's what it'll be. I mean, that I'm looking forward to that. Um, but no, it's it's good. We're on the other side of the grief. And um, we really just wanted to share this story. Like, I think the second we really talked about and really worked through, like, we're, like I said, we said we're, like, married. So it's when Lindsay <laughs> and I worked through the pregnancy. Um, 
we're like, we have to share it. And of course, I talked to Ty about it because some of the stuff I shared is pretty vulnerable um, in our relationship. Um, and uh, but he's like, of course, he's like, you need to share because so many women probably feel what you're feeling and they're too scared or they have that shame of what Lynn said earlier of like not wanting to feel it because other people, you know, are 